Welcome to Listen to Lawrence, presented by Lawrence Eric Davidow, Senior and Managing Partner of Davidow, Davidow, Siegel & Stern, one of the first and most successful elder law, special needs, and estate planning firms on Long Island. This podcast series is based on his Listen to Lawrence seminars and will teach you how to plan in advance to protect your own assets and those that you leave to your children and grandchildren. Mr. David Dow is a past president of the National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys, a published author, and an accomplished and educational speaker. So sit back and listen to Lawrence. Hello, everybody. My name is Lawrence David Dow, and this is another episode of our Listen to Lawrence podcast dedicated to answering your questions. So my idea here is always to pose, you, you guys give me a question, I'll give you an answer. This is not going to be a a half-hour dissertation on it. It could be five minutes. It could be two minutes. It could be 12 minutes. I really never know where it's going to end up. Uh, so what is today's question? Today's question is, hey, Lawrence, should I buy long-term care insurance? So I have not really talked about long-term care insurance before on these podcasts. I've written about it extensively, but it's something uh, that clients ask about. And Frankly, the answer is I have no idea whether or not you should buy long-term care insurance because I don't know anything about you yet. I don't know how much money you have. I don't know how old you are. I don't know what your family dynamics are. Um, What I do know is that long-term care insurance is a tool in the tool shed. This is a theme that I have used many times on this podcast and in my writings that I don't like knee-jerk reactions to anything. Yes, everybody should have long-term care insurance or everybody should have a life estate or everybody should have a a trust. None of that exists in my head. All of these are just tools in the tool shed and we have to listen to you and see who you are and what your concerns are and what your family's all about. And then we'll go into the tool shed and find the right tool to address your issue. But the overall issue when you're talking about long-term care insurance is how are you going to pay for your long-term care? And paying for it with private insurance is an option because we know that long-term care is extremely expensive. Nursing homes are about $200,000 a year now. And for middle-class people, they're going to get wiped out if they get the wrong disease. As I said, Medicare doesn't pay for it. And I got to keep telling you that. Medicare doesn't pay for it. You can buy private insurance um, or you can go on Medicaid. Uh, Medicaid is something that we do for our clients, and uh, we create lots of devices like irrevocable trusts and whatnot, where you get your assets out of your name, you look poor, and you're, you're eligible for Medicaid, and most of these plans, with some exceptions, take about five years to work, but it does require you to get rid of your assets, and nobody really wants to do that. So the first thing we look at, the first tool that we look at in the shed is long-term care insurance. Let's ask that question first in the analysis of long-term care. Is long-term care insurance good for you? Is it the right thing for you? Well, a lot depends upon two things. Can you afford it and can you get it? Because it doesn't come cheap and they don't sell it to everybody. Uh, They don't sell fire insurance when they smell smoke in the house. So if you have a, a diagnosis of some probably some arthritis or something that you think is not a big deal, you can live with it, they may say, sorry, we're not going to sell it to you because you're likely to need long-term care someday. You're likely to need help. 
If you have a little arthritis now, you could have a lot more of it. You may need help walking around, getting to the bathroom, all those things. So we're not going to sell it to you. You've got to be damned healthy. And you can't be too old because when you're over the age of 84, they won't sell it to you anymore. And the older you are, the more expensive it is. And most middle-class Americans can't afford it anyway because it's just expensive. So mo- I, I, I can't remember the last time somebody in their 80s bought long-term care insurance. I can't remember the last time that somebody in their 70s bought long-term care insurance. I will tell you that I bought long-term care insurance. So I wanted to look my clients in the eye and say, you know what? I thought it was a good idea for me. And it might or may not be a good idea for you, but I bought it when I was 45 years old. So if my audience is a bunch of seniors out there listening to this, and I'm sure you're all savvy with podcasts, um, then uh, it may not be the right thing for you. But maybe it's right for your kids. Maybe you should have that conversation with your kids. Buy some long-term care insurance one way or another. I'm going to talk about the different models of, of long-term care insurance. But the older you are, the more expensive it is. I bought it at 45 years old, and I'll be honest with the audience. I paid $4,000 a year for it, All right? And I got a, a hefty policy that covered a lot, pretty much covered whatever care I needed. Now, 45 years old was not yesterday, by the way. <laughs> but it wasn't that long ago, all right? Although I have to tell you that I went to uh, Montauk Point this weekend. I, I just had my 62nd birthday. I'll let you all know that. And I went to uh, Montauk Point, the, the lighthouse out there, and I, I drove up there, and there's this booth, and um, um, they wanted $8 from me for parking my car. And they said, unless, sir, you're 62 and older. And I said, wait a minute, guess what? I will show you my driver's license. Two days ago, I was 62 years old, and I am going to get free parking today. I was very excited about this. I'm excited now to go to the movies and get a dollar off. And I'm going to take maximum advantage of this. But at 62, uh, long-term care insurance can be a little expensive. 45, it's cheaper. 75, it's more expensive. So I don't know your budget. You need to sit down with someone who sells long-term care insurance. And I can, uh, I can assure you that I don't and no one in my firm does. I can help you find people to do it. There's lots of people that I know that are experts in long-term care insurance. And I would recommend that you... You talk to one of them um, to see if it's the right thing for you and see if it's affordable to you. And, you know, the government tries to make it a little easier for you to to pay for it. They'll give you a a credit on your New York income tax if you buy long-term care insurance. So if if, uh, whatever you pay, you get a 20% credit on your New York income tax. Well, that's pretty cool. You can even get a deduction if together with your other medical expenses... Uh, your medical expenses exceed 7.5% of your adjusted gross income. So you get a deduction for it too. So the government tries to give you a little incentive to buy long-term care insurance. It may be enough to help you out. It may not. Um, I should also tell you that if you buy it, there's no guarantee that the premiums will stay the same. And that is uh, an issue. Now, I bought it at 45. I paid $4,000 a year. I got a 20% credit. So it really only cost me about $3,200. And right now, um, I'm 62. So what is that, 17 years later? Um, I'm now paying $5,500, less my 20% New York credit. Um, some people may think that's ridiculous. Other people say that's affordable. You know, We're all in, in different situations. Um, but uh, they have increased my premiums. Now, I don't think, with, with the cost of inflation... 
uh, not so bad. If I had to buy it today for 5500 I would do it. Except they would never offer it to me today for 5500 It would probably be closer to $10,000. So think about that. This is expensive stuff. But if you get in you can, early, then you can lock in lower premiums over time, but no guarantee that they'll keep them that way. Also, they may increase them beyond your ability to pay anymore. It's not just a matter of going from 4000 to 5500 over a 17-year period, which doesn't seem too unreasonable. But I've seen them double, triple the cost, and people come to me and say, all right, Lawrence, I can't afford this anymore. I get out of it. Uh, I, I'll tell you that there's one company out there that is the most guilty of this, and that is Genworth. Genworth is a, was a company, I think it was a spinoff from GE at some point. Uh, I could be right or wrong on that. It doesn't really matter. But it was a, kind of a standalone uh, company, and they priced their product low. So, of course, everybody bought it. And then they found out that they didn't collect enough premiums to, uh, to satisfy claims in, into the future. So they kept going back uh, to people and saying, sorry, we're, we're doubling the price of your premiums. Um, and people are screaming bloody murder. They're very upset by it. See, this company didn't have any other assets to back it up. All they had was a long-term care policy. I have a John Hancock policy. It's one of the strongest in the industry, except they don't sell it anymore. So you have to find some other company. But uh, they not only backed uh, their policies up with the premiums that people were paying, but also all of their other assets. So it's a big company with a lot of assets, and they're able to uh, um, pay off on on these policies, even if it hurt them a little bit. uh, They just stopped selling it going forward. So they didn't really increase our premiums too badly. I, I think very highly of John Hancock because of that. But other, other companies are not so good. So do your homework. Talk to your insur- insurance agent. Find out the rating. Find out the history. What increases have they had? How long have they been in this business? Um, how do they compare to others? Maybe don't pick the cheapest policy. Pick a policy that is somewhere in the middle or one you think is going to be here in the future that you can still, you can still afford. So um, that's it on that. Um, how do do they sell these policies? Well, you could get a typical policy would be one where you would buy a policy that would pay X dollars a day for Y number of years. So you may get a policy that pays $250 a day for three years, four years, five years. Um, Is that enough? What is the right amount? What is the right amount of years Again, that's something you have to think about. Three years is the average stay in a nursing home. I've seen a lot of three-year policies out there. I have a five-year policy because three years is just an average. You could be there less. You could be there more. Um, It all depends on your risk tolerance. So you could get a, let's say, well, it doesn't matter. Let's say it's $250 a day. Well, the cost of a nursing home is $600 a day now. So if you have an insurance policy that only pays two fifty, well, that might not be enough. Do you need one that's going to pay $600 a day? I'll tell you right now, that is something you probably don't need, and it's probably way out of your price range, even for people who have money. So you don't really need one necessarily. Maybe that's not the approach that you need the insurance to pay every last dime. We're trying to manage risk. Most people are willing to say, you know what? I'll give up my income. I'm trying to protect my principal. So if I use my social security and my pension and maybe my the required minimum distributions on my retirement plans what does that come to well if you do the analysis figure it out. let's say it came to 
uh, $350 a day. Well, then if you bought a policy that paid $250 a day, between the $350 of your income and $250 from the insurance, that would cover you $600 a day with no risk to your principal. Maybe you're willing to risk your principal a little bit too. Maybe you'll say, look, up to $25,000 a year I'd risk principal. I don't want to go beyond that. So maybe you don't need $250 a day. Maybe you do 200 a day. So it's all about trying to fine-tune the, the risk tolerance that, that you have, okay? So um, also when you buy in at 250, well, how old are you? If you're buying it at 60 and you, don't need the, you may not need the long-term care until you're 85, that's 25 years of inflation problems. The, the cost of the nursing home may not be. $600 a day, maybe $1,000 a day at that time. So when you pay, you get the right amount, you may want to put an inflation protection on it so that it's 250 the first year and it's more the next year and more the year after that. There are different models for that. There's a 3% usually or 5%. Sometimes it's simple or maybe it's compounded. You can talk about that, all those different models with your insurance agent. But just understand that the younger you are, the more inflation of long-term care is going to be an issue. So um, I'm finding that less and less people are buying policies like this because of the cost, or maybe they just come to me too old and the cost is, is there. It's hard to convince a 45-year-old they should be worrying about their nursing home. I did it because of maybe I'm a little jaded. This is what I do for a living. I see it every day. Um, and you get in early when you're young and healthy and it's affordable. Um, maybe that's the time to buy it. Um, there are other models. There's something called the partnership policy. That's pretty cool. Uh, the government says, look, we really want you to buy insurance because we don't want you going to Medicaid. So they said, look, if you buy this particular policy, and it's got to have lots of bells and whistles. It'll have the inflation protection. It has to be at least a three-year policy. You buy this nice policy for three years, and you end up using it. Then, and you use it up, and you're still in the nursing home after the three years, Medicaid will pay for you even if you have money. Your income still has to go to your care, and you have to be in a nursing home here in New York. But Medicaid, even if you have a lot of assets, you get a million dollars in assets or more, Medicaid will pay for you even if you have money. So that's kind of cool. There's also something called a single premium long-term care policy. So for instance, you just give the, the insurance company, I don't know, it depends on a lot of factors, but hypothetically, let's say you give them $100,000 or $125,000, you're done. You don't have to make another premium payment. You got your long-term care insurance, okay? Also, you can get your money back whenever you want. Oh, that's cool. And upon your death, your family gets your money back with your initial amount you put in. How does that make sense for the company? Well, because they're going to take your 100000 or 125000 They're going to invest it with a gazillion other dollars that they have. And they're going to make lots of money, enough to pay the, what internally for them they want for the premiums for your policy. But it, it's good for people who are sitting there with a CD earning 1% or 2% and don't have the income uh, monthly or annually to pay these uh, premiums. I have seen more and more of these single premium policies sold than anything these days. Um, so I want you to think about that. The other policy is, and really good for younger people today, this wasn't around when I was uh, 45 buying it, but you can buy life insurance. You can buy life insurance that has a rider on it for long-term care. So later in life, as you enter your nursing home, you can tap the death benefit of your life insurance to a certain degree to pay for your, to pay for your nursing home. 
that's actually pretty cool. And and the rider is is peanuts in 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 cost. So insurance is not, and it's a permanent insurance policy. So, uh, but the, the insurance will always be there. So if you have the money to pay for a uh, a life insurance policy, then this is a viable option for you as well. And as I said, younger people might be doing this where they don't want to ha- buy this long-term care insurance and never see the money again. Um, do I want to say anything else? Probably not. I think that's enough to give you a real basic introduction to long-term care insurance. So here's the thing. I'll recap. It's a tool in the tool shed. I think everybody should consider it. But if you have health conditions, they're not going to sell it to you. If you can't afford it, you're not going to get it. You move on. Then we talk about Medicaid planning, and we do our Medicaid trusts, and we do everything else like that. So that's the uh, that's my spiel on long-term care. Um, I hope you learned something. Um, as you know, this uh, podcast is all about asking me questions and me giving you some practical answers. So if you have any questions, I want you to send it to me. You can go on info at davidowlaw.com. That's D-A-V-I-D-O-W-L-A-W-Law.com. And send me your questions. You can go on our website. There's a place to uh, ask me questions on there. And I'll answer it on a future podcast, or I might answer it on my Listen to Lawrence letter, a twice-weekly uh, email that you'll get from us or uh, well, let's call it a letter from me, uh, which is kind of fun. I put a question, I give you a cute little answer, and you learn something. Um, people love it. They share it with their friends, and I want you to do it. Do it now. All right. So, um, Ask me your questions. I'll get you some practical answers. Listen, I want to thank you for listening today. I wish you peace, health, and happiness. And until next time, stay safe, my friends. Bye-bye. The Listen to Lawrence podcast is not meant to be advice particular to any one person or to serve as a do-it-yourself planning guide. It's simply to educate the audience. For more information, please visit davidowlaw.com.